Welcome everybody to the Mongols Preview Show. This is Justin and I am your host for this episode. Joining me today is Caleb Hilliard from the 901 Soccer Pod. 901 Soccer Pod covers the Riverhounds opponent this Saturday night at 8 p.m. Memphis 901 FC. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Here we go. Well, Caleb, thanks for thanks for joining me today on uh, on our Mongols preview show about Memphis. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Justin. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, we obviously haven't played you guys first year in the league um, and haven't played you guys. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about Memphis, um, kind of how you guys started as a team? What's the background of your team? Um, I know that, you know, being a very kind of outside, we see a lot of Tim Howard being involved with your team. So yeah, can you kind of explain some of that and, and kind of how Memphis 901 came to be uh, this year in USL? Yeah, so, well, we started out about four years ago as uh, Memphis City Football Club uh, in the MPSL level. And we had a great first year there. Second year is when I got involved with the team and the same fan base. They used to be called the Rogue Squadron, which is now Bluff City Mafia. A lot of those guys started with Memphis City Football Club, which is why we have such a good fan base at the moment. It's because they started four years ago. So it progressed. Um I've been involved with the team for three years. I actually did play-by-play for the team for a season while they were in the MPSL. And we basically, it's the same ownership group, but we got bought out uh, by uh, Tim Howard and a couple other guys. But Tim Howard was a big reason why uh, we are in the USL level at the moment. So th- it was announced uh, this time last year, I guess. And it was a big reveal, all the big uh, – Journalism outlets were at the reveal. Tim Howard was there. Craig Under, um, our, the biggest owner on the team. Uh, it was a great, really good showing and really showed that we could bring, you know, we could put the butts in the stands, as Tim Howard always says. Uh, and this season, it's been all right. It's, it's We've had, uh, we started out against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. So, we got uh, – I can't remember the exact numbers, just over 7,500 fans inside AutoZone Park, uh, which that was amazing. That was really cool to see. So um, I uh, work for a local uh, news outlet, WREG, uh, News Channel 3. So I actually cover the team for 901 Soccer Pod, but I also cover it for WREG. So I've gotten to do both, which is really great. Um, so this year – Tampa Bay was rough. Then we played Loudon, and Bethlehem was our first win. It was on the road. Um, Bethlehem just – we really didn't start playing our – Tim Mulqueen, our head coach's style of play, until about four games in, and then we started coming into our own. We've put in some good performances recently, but the beginning was rough, man. It was. There's no offensive chemistry, uh, misplaced passes everywhere, but now we're starting to get it together. So it's fun to watch. You guys are coming into a tough, tough Eastern Conference, too. I mean, I think, like, this has been, as far as I've been watching USL, and and I've been sort of around the Riverhounds the past three, four-ish seasons. Um, I mean, this is the toughest the Eastern Conference has been in a long time. So I think you're, yeah, it was an interesting year for you guys to come in. Um, But I think... Yeah, you guys will get acclimated to the league, um, as it seems like you're doing. So let me back up a little bit further then. Um, Why don't you tell me, tell us just a little bit about the soccer, just the broader soccer culture uh, in Memphis. Like, how do you see the game growing there? Um, What kind of, you know, 
what kind of stuff are you seeing there as far as just kind of growing the game in America uh, around the Memphis area? Yeah, so when I was growing up, uh, I'm 23 right now. When I was growing up, it was not uh, a soccer hub per se. We had, in the 80s, we had the Memphis Rogues. And I think it was kind of a niche thing that Memphians like to go and see at, at our at our football stadium. And then after that, it pretty much was dead in the city. Uh, you, you didn't hear about a lot of people playing soccer in the 90s, 2000s. Uh, People in middle school start playing. We have a big soccer complex called Micro Soccer Complex. Uh, and they really put a lot of money into that and built a youth system. So we have a very good high school soccer uh, system in Memphis, uh, in West Tennessee as a whole. And I think that that has kind of had something to do with it is these parents that didn't grow up with it. Now their kids are playing. They really have no choice. And a lot of them really get involved into uh, European soccer. And the, of the ratings, uh, the Premier League ratings, Memphis had the fourth highest ratings over a quarter. Uh, and that's big markets like New York was in there. Philadelphia was in there. Uh, so it, it was a very big surprise. But I think that people watching like we have a big Tottenham club in Memphis and those guys are fans of this team now. Uh, just having that here, uh, really having the team here, not having to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch a team that plays 1,000 miles away, I, people have really gotten behind that. And I think that really the base of it was youth soccer. They're going to the games. They're getting involved with it, learning soccer, realizing a large percent of them realized, hey, I like this sport. You know, it's not boring. Like I grew up thinking, you know, because we, Memphis is a football basketball town, uh, just straight up. We, it'll take us a few years to, for soccer to really take over the city. Uh, so for that to make an impact like it has in the last few years has been a huge surprise. Uh, but it's uh, credit to their marketing team um, at 901 FC. They have a great marketing team. Um for the past year, they've been promoting this team like crazy. So, uh, yeah, I really think, honestly, the the fans that with European soccer fans we have here is a big reason why the city likes soccer so much. That's great because I think like one of the things that we see in Pittsburgh a lot of times is like sort of the Premier League snobs who are like, ah, who cares about the Riverhounds? They're like mm. amateur soccer, and it like doesn't really matter. And so like they won't even they won't even really come to a game because they're like, ah, it's it's you know, who cares about that? Um, so it's good to hear that there are some European fans who are like, oh, man, we have like soccer in our backyard. And I'd rather go watch the sport live than watch it on TV, on NBC, on Saturday mornings or whatever. Um, I love that. That's that's a really cool. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, because I mean, let's face it, the level of soccer in USL is not at the level of, you know, if you watch the Roma Juve game. Yeah. But it's our team. You know, that's the yeah. whole point is you yeah. go and you see your team and who knows, they may put five in the net tonight. You know, that's the fun of it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. The the crazy things that happen in USL. Yes. Um, so you sort of mentioned you guys had sort of a tough start to the season, um, got your first win there uh, in Bethlehem. Um, and, but then last Friday, you finally got your first home win against Hartford, two to one. And then, like you said, that was um, actually on the on the road. But oh, was it on the road? The Hartford, but we got our first home win um, yesterday. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you guys had your Open Cup game in the middle of the week um, mm -hmm. against Red Bulls. So, do you feel like? Um, do you feel like? And you kind of said this, but do you feel like maybe the team has turned the corner a little bit over the last two games? 
um, and start to have been able to kind of find their footing lately? Yeah, so to go in uh, to the roster a little bit, Cameron Lindley, a guy who's from North Carolina, has come into our midfield, and he's played with a couple of different guys up to this point over the past four games. But him, along with um, our number 10, Najem, they have really created a partnership. And when they're able to dictate play, that's when we're at our best. We're a possession-based team, um, pass, pass, pass. I think we have the third most attempted passes in um, the league, not even the Eastern Conference, in the league up to this point. Uh, with not that great of a passing percentage, but I, I, Cameron Lindley has been a big reason why. Um, and he's scored two goals in those last two games. Um in the last three games, it's been a really big impact defensively as well. Uh, but also, Tristan Hodge in defense next to MLS veteran Mark Birch uh, started the season. You sh- you you saw signs of uh, greatness from him, but he's really no one can beat him one on one unless you're a very good quality player. Uh, it's come to seem, and he's on the Trinidad and Tobago national team, so he has experience. Um, and overall, just the team, we haven't played with the same 11, but maybe twice this season. So when you're playing with new guys each week, you know, it takes you like 15 minutes or so to get into the into the match. But after the first, we, we start games often slowly, uh, and then we start to get into it a little bit more. So just really that crucial point in, from the 20, 21st minute to halftime, putting in good effort, so you can carry that momentum onto the second half. Those guys are learning that. And overall, Cam, Cameron Lindley has been the engine of our team. And I guarantee you he will. He played Wednesday, but I bet he'll start Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, what has kind of been your uh, – I mean, obviously you were on the NPSL for several years, but what has been your impression of USL, maybe how it, how it differs from the NPSL? Um, what have you kind of thought of the league so far since um, you guys have been playing these first couple of weeks of the season? Well, the level of quality is evident uh, compared to the MPSL, where it's not an amateur league, but you do have some players. You know, we had like D3 players playing, starting for Memphis City Football Club. The When I, wa- I, I watched USL, I'm just a big soccer fan, so mm-hmm. I watched USL. Um, for the past few years, just when I can on, uh, and now ESPN plus is out, which is great. Mm-hmm. So seeing those fans, I already knew that the fan support was great. I mean, you look at Indy 11, uh, I've seen pictures of, of y'all's uh, not stadium, but park yeah. where y'all play. Right. Uh, and yeah, the y'all's fans are, are great as well. But just as far as the Memphis fans, uh, are, are concerned I think that they've represented the USL well this year and seeing that kind of gives people a model. Oh, this is what it's supposed to look like, you know? Mm-hmm. So then uh, USL has really impressed me the the season. I, I, I mean, I expected some of it, but you go and you, you look at the New York Red Bulls too. I mean, they have the Red Bulls, but there's still like almost a thousand people out in the cold at MSU soccer park. Uh, when we lost to them three to two and, See, uh, seeing those fans, I mean, there's just passionate fans of USL that really support USL. Like, you know, some mm-hmm. people, that's their team. So I've been able to see that um, either online or in person. Uh, I mean, you look at Nashville and Memphis are competing with billboards. Uh, across. Mm-hmm. So we have a few. I don't know if you've seen that, but Nashville have, and Memphis, yeah. we don't like each other. Uh, it's no. Just, no. Always, 
always how it's been in every sport. So seeing that carry over to USL, is, it's, it's really cool, honestly. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like the play like the play in USL is just so much better than I think a casual soccer fan or somebody who like uh, just watches Premier League or just watches Serie A or just even, even just watches MLS. If they're like, if you're like, hey, come to this USL game, a lot of them are like, eh, but like the play, you know, like whatever. But like a lot of times you watch the play and the play on the field is good. And it's not, you know, it's not great. It's not Serie A, but like, it's good. It's good play and there's good fans and there's passionate fan bases. And I love, I mean, I love when we, when we are playing games and, you know, sitting in our fan, you know, our supporters group section, the steel army and, and, you know, last year, you know, a huge, a huge, uh, huge group from the Louisville Coopers came and a huge view of group from the backyard battalion from Indy came. And I think it's just so cool to like see that and to like be a part of that and I just think there's something so different about that from MLS even that you can interact with those guys in the parking lot and you can have, you know, you can have a beer and a burger before the game and then walk into the stadium and, and be enemies for 90 minutes, but then come out after the game and be like, man, it was so good to have you guys here. Yeah. And I think that's just an awesome, that's just an awesome thing. Yeah. It's almost like uh, SEC football here down South. It's uh, yeah. you, you go there six hours before the game and you basically party, uh, until the game starts and yeah we we've done a good job of uh well we're downtown memphis so you just go yeah. to a bar before a game um but yeah that's that's pretty cool i would love to go to a game in pittsburgh i've actually yeah. never been to pittsburgh but um i mean i've honestly never heard anything bad about pittsburgh so yeah, yeah we're we're still trying to work on our fan base but um i feel like you know the the fans that are there i mean it's such a fun atmosphere before the games and and all that kind of stuff so yeah if you ever make it up let us know we'll get you a beer and a burger before the games and all that kind of awesome, stuff. Man. So uh, you guys made a big kind of accusation. Ac, accus, wow. <laughs> Acquisition. It's a hard uh, one. This week with Atlanta, you got uh, Lagos Kunga from Atlanta. Uh, was there like, was that a goal scoring kind of thing that you guys needed goal scorers or, or what was that move about or kind of what was the, what was the need for that? Big time. So we started out at the beginning of the season uh, with Rashawn Daly uh, playing up top. We got on loan from Cincinnati FC. And, you know, he, we, uh, he showed glimpses here or there, but really was too many passes in the final third. Uh, so we went to um, Elliot Collier, our big New Zealand. Uh, he's, a, he's a striker, but we've played him on the wings before. We tried him on the wings um, in those, you know, 1-1, one, 1-0 one, one losses for the, uh, throughout that four-game period. And just the service wasn't great. He's best when the ball is coming to him. So we switched that, and we got Jochen Graf, um, who's had a, a USL experience. He's a, he's a veteran, played overseas. And then it started coming together a little bit more. But you – if you watch the games, they're like, we need one more guy. You know, Collier's great up top. Graf is great when he plays under him. Dally is great as a sub and can start some games. So we're trying, we're kind of figuring that out, but we need one more guy. And then I wake up on Wednesday and we got one of the top under 20 or prospects, you know, in uh, Lagos. And he 
looked incredible on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We got him and immediately played him. I Tuesday morning is when we acquired him, not Wednesday. And then we immediately started him. He almost had a free roam uh, ability. It, it was odd because he would go central and then he would fill out where Graf was going. Um, and either he'd stay central and try to look to play the one-two or he, he'd just this great burst of speed get to the right flank and really had great field awareness for a 20 year old that, uh, you know, as an Academy player, he, I think that he's going to be our X factor moving forward. It just, you know, there's those games where two goals isn't going to cut it and you need that third one. And it's so difficult to get that third one. And you just need that one guy. One guy can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we don't have a player that is able to take guys on one-on-one consistently and really scare oppositions. You know, uh, we have great uh, dribblers. Najem's a great dribbler, but, you know, he needs other guys to be able to beat defenders, give him the ball so he's in space to be able to create those chances. Uh, Lagos is that guy to be able to beat, you know, one, two, maybe three defenders and then play that final ball. I haven't seen his finishing ability yet. Uh, he got an assist last night, but um, he wasn't looking to score. It didn't seem like he got in the box five or six times with, you know, goal in sights and then immediately tried to play a ball uh, to Lindley or Graf. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I don't know if he'll play on Saturday, to be honest. So yeah. in a way, y'all may get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, it's no. always it's always interesting when those trades happen or all those those acquisitions happen. It's like, uh, do we see this team before that happens or after that happens, or does that person play in the game, or you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think can, it will be interesting to see what happens. Can you name a player from last season that was like that that you can think of, not necessarily for Pittsburgh, but just in the USL that you were like, well, where did he come from, and then burst onto the scene? I know it's just throwing <laughs> that at you, but. Just yeah, thinking. no, there's definitely a couple. If I had if I had like more time to like yeah. think through it, I definitely think there was there's a couple. I mean, I think about the kid from LA. Um, can't think of what his name is at the moment, but he came on and and had a bunch of goals last season. I think ended up at the end of the season making a starter too with the Galaxy uh senior team as well. Um I mean, I think that there's just there's a lot of other um I think when you look at teams like Red Bull, you look at teams like Bethlehem Steel, um, you know, these teams that not only have their USL team behind their senior team, but have these long academies um, that are bringing players through. I mean, they consistently have players that just kind of step up and and play and kind of next guy up sort of mentality um, for them. So I think that there, yeah, there is... There is that on a very consistent basis in USL, and I think it is you. You got to find that guy. You got to find that guy who can change the game at any point, who can all of a sudden just out of nothing put the ball in the back of the net, or or create a key chance that no one else is creating. And, and you've got to have that guy at some point who can do that. Yeah, I hope uh, Kunga is going to be that guy. It would be awesome if we can get a someone to score 20 goals this season just for the fans. Yeah. And there was so long that we didn't score at home. There was two solid games where we didn't score at home and those fans singing their heart outs for full 90 minutes plus and didn't get to see a goal. And the players, you know, they talked about it after the game. We want to give them a goal. We want, you know, multiple yep. goals and then we're going to win, you know, and they get to relish in that for um, the, until the next time we play at home. And seeing, especially last night after a lightning delay, 
and then we scored three goals and seeing those fans who stayed, I mean, there was probably in our Bluff City Mafia section, probably a good hundred people in that uh, d- just were going crazy at every goal. And it was really cool. So Yeah. And those open cup games are fun because I think what you see there and, and one of our, um, our actually play by play guy um, who does our broadcast, he, um, he, didn't have to do it because they did announcing remotely in the open cup or whatever. So he didn't have to do any announcing last night. And so he was, uh, he came and sat with us in the steel army and was there, but he wrote an article um, for one of our local blogs today, just talking about that and talking about how in an open cup, when it's a weekend, you know, when it's a weekend game or regular game, a lot of people show up just because it's Saturday night, there's something to do and it's interesting and it's fun and it's cheaper usually to sit in those sections but like on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night when it's like an open cup game, you really get your like passionate, absolute passionate fans and they're going to go crazy about everything. So, yeah, it's cool when your team puts on a show on a, you know, on a Wednesday night when you're like really actually passionate fans are there. Uh, that's a fun moment. So, yeah, it was I'm sure it was super fun last night um, yeah. watching watching Memphis put on a show. It makes people want to come back as well. We need those oh, yeah. returning fans, especially in our first year. So, yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned this, and I think you know you talked about a couple different players, but you guys have you guys have some good USL experience on your team, uh, Najem and Graf and and Birch with some MLS experience even. Um, and, and you kind of mentioned Lindley has kind of stood out for you. Are there some other like standout players who have kind of made a difference or people that you've enjoyed watching this season so far? Yeah, um guy who we got from New York City Football Club, I believe, uh, Abdi Muhammad. He's our left back. Uh, he actually got in the game versus New York, uh, the third game in the season, I believe, because Wes Sharpie uh, went out with an injury in uh, the warm-ups leading up to it. And he looked good in that game. Uh, he's young. He's still got a lot. I mean, the the goal last night was completely his fault. He just got bodied inside the box. But going forward, he's awesome. Uh, he's, you know, you can tell certain guys, you know, the young guys on the team, the older guys really want them, you know, to pull off a dribble, go up and high five them, you know, consistently cheering him on on the bench that he's our guy on, on the team. Uh, I think – Grandison, Elon Grandison hasn't played a lot when he comes in. Big midfielder, he looks great. Um, we talked about Cunha. Yeah, I mean, Caldwell, our goalkeeper, is an absolute beast. There's for he's made some mistakes this season, but he is so passionate and mm-hmm. extremely you know, makes a save, dives down, gets up, screams like three or four times before the corner kick comes in he's his teammates his the defense rallies around him i think he's been a really big unsung hero on the team um is is he one of those goalkeepers that like super quiet off the field but just a crazy dude on the field you know he's not that's kind of like our other goalkeeper but um you know he's just a he's done a lot in the memphis community already there's an article on the 901 fc website he's just the i mean on the field he is mean. I, I, he yeah. got the, I can't remember the – oh, Birmingham. I believe it was Birmingham. Both the goalkeepers came and met at midfield, and he was the main reason why. Oh, and wow. I, but off the field, I mean, he's the, he'll walk the old lady across the street, you know, kiss the babies. He's, like, he's almost like a politician. He's a really nice guy. Off the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once, once the game starts, it's a whole different story. 
Yes. Uh, and I got I got to ask, you know, a guy that was on Pittsburgh's team last year, uh, how's Todd Pratsner doing? Yeah, Pratsner, Pratsner's doing well. I was going to ask you about that as well. He hasn't gotten um, a ton of playing time uh, at, as much as I thought he would based on the beginning of the season because I believe he got the first two starts. Uh, Pratsner's look good. I hope that he continues to play. Um, I mean, he definitely brings some experience. You can tell he's knows what to do uh, in a USL match. So I'd like to see Pratsner more. Um, he's a quality player for sure. Thanks. We and we've enjoyed him so far. Yeah, we've we I I loved having Todd here last year, and and he's just seems to be a good dude off the field and and on the field. I mean, I, I think he's a standout player, and I think maybe the same thing you know sort of happening with you guys that happened last year for us too. I mean, we have we have Joe Greenspan who spent some time with Minnesota United and and has the MLS experience, and then we have Toby Adewale who um, you know continues to be. Um, kind of our starting center back. And then last year we also had Hugh Roberts who um, is playing for Charlotte this season. But so we had all these guys and I think it just kind of became a backlog at, at center back, especially which I think is Todd's kind of preferred position. And so I think he just didn't get enough time um, to really impress. But I thought the times where he started last year, I thought he looked really good um, and, and could develop into a good player. And I think he's still pretty young. And so I think he still will develop into a good player i think he just needs the right chance so yeah he, he just it's tough to get i mean hodge like i was talking about hodge and birch uh have created a really good partnership but pratsner will come into games for sure he, and he's been subbed into a few as well so yeah and you've got a, it's a long se- it's a long season in yeah. usl and with the open cup games and 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 playoffs if you get there i mean it's just a it's a long season and so i think there's definitely times where Players will get chances. It's just a matter of when. So, yeah. Any other thoughts from you on on this game on Saturday, or just uh, things you want to talk about? Um, just keep an eye on the formation. We, it, it just depends. Uh, we could play two strikers. We could play one underneath each other. Uh, Tim likes to throw different things out there. He likes to tra- change formations in games. Um, I, I will say if we're most effective when we, I mean, it seems obvious, but some teams aren't, you know, they're great on the counterattack. They don't need as much possession, but we are a possession based team. We need to pass the ball and pass the ball. If the, the river hounds midfield can disrupt play, that's the main reason why we've lost is when our midfielders just cannot have time on the ball. Uh, really? I mean, if Kunga starts, He's going to be dangerous, uh, and you know the U twenty three Red Bulls defense was is not y'all's defense, but it, it it'll be interesting to see him uh, play in the USL against you know a USL style defense at y'all's level. So we'll we'll see. Uh, it, who knows? Elliot Collier may start. I mean, there's still you know the season is young. We're a new team. There's a lot of question marks surrounding, but it's, it's mostly been good so far. You know, I respect to Hartford but we're not Hartford you know so I'm very thankful for that yeah 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 no I think you guys have put in put in some good performances so far this season I think even the amount of draws you guys have had is a good sign I mean I think we're kind of we've we've been talking about the same thing in Pittsburgh for the past couple weeks of like we have all these draws now and it's like can we just get a win for once you know um so I think it's it's a fair statement so I think you guys are 
you guys are finding your way in this league pretty well. So good. Well, I, I don't know if you've watched a 901 FC game like on the broadcast or anything, but I uh, hope you enjoy our venue. I think that's a pretty cool setup. Maybe, I don't know if they we have someone, a local. It's been the University of Memphis football coach. Tim Howard's done it. The Redbirds are a uh, AAA team. Uh, the One of like the star player smashes a guitar on an amp. I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. that. But I have seen that, yeah. You've seen that. So I don't know if they showed that beforehand, but it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see. I'm excited to watch. I, I have not... Uh, to be honest, I haven't got a chance to watch you guys yet this year. Um, I'm on, I'm actually on two soccer podcasts. I do this one for the river hounds and then I do one for the Philadelphia union. So a lot of my, a lot of my time is taken up watching those two teams, but, um, I'm excited to see what Memphis kind of brings to the table this, this, uh, this weekend. Cool. All right. I'm, I'm sure we play at Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, later yeah. in the season. So yep. um, maybe we can link back up then. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks, Caleb, for joining us. Tell us where we can find you and your podcast and how we can get connected if we want to learn more. So 901 Soccer Pod, go there for anything Memphis soccer, uh, 901soccerpod.com. Go there. Great place to find, you know, if you're teams outside of this or looking, you know, what what's what do you think about Memphis coming up? Uh, we, all the information there. We have great podcasts just overall on you, what we do the USL quick strike where we do a league wrap up. Um, and then my other stuff, uh, search Caleb Hilliard, H I L L I A R D at W R E G. And then you'll find my local news stuff, which is mostly uh, 901 FC related. So cool. There you go. Well, thanks so much for doing this. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. All uh, right. Have a good night and enjoy the game, Justin. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks to our sponsors, Golden Gold Press is the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com to hear all the shows that we put out, including the preview shows and the post-game full 90. There you can also click over to the store and get yourself some of the sweet merch like a Mongols hat, a Victory Beverage mug, a Lily Ball shirt, and more. You can follow us at Twitter at Mongols and email us at mongols at bgn.fm. We're also on Instagram at MongolsPod. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or whatever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought. Thanks, and then we'll talk to you very, very soon.